Glorify the name of God for this special opportunity we have to be blessed this evening again. This is your favorite program, Kingdom Life, coming to you from your inspirational station, Echo 89.7 FM. This program comes up from 8.05 to 8.35 every Sunday evening. My dear listener out there, God loves you, He cares for you. Whenever you turn to this program, you need to put your total trust in Him that he has not forgotten you he cares for you he knows the desires of your heart just put your trust in him believe and confess positively in every situation you find yourself that i know he has not forgotten me and as you are saying this one the lord will prove himself in your life and great will be your testimonies in jesus name so my dear listeners there please every sunday evening by 805 Tune your radio before then, program your phone with a reminder that you need to tune in by 8.05 for this enriching program. And not only you, you need to tell someone else, not only you, in terms of uh, listening to the program, draw the attention of someone in your neighborhood, draw the attention of your children. And as you do this, you will continue to be channels of blessings to others. And your life will be a living proof that miracle is real. For that Lord, our Heavenly Father, will turn every challenging situation in your life to advantages in Jesus' name. Amen. And you will turn all those adversity to testimonies in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. So my dear listeners, there is it a deal every Sunday evening by 8.05. Tune to this special program. And great will continue to be your testimonies in Jesus' name. Amen. As I said earlier on, I'm Jumi Adeto Yeshua Lagunju. I'm not alone in the studio tonight. I have with me my co-presenters. They are Sister Onyida Mola, Sister Luwa Fumilayo, and especially Oluwa Tomisin, who has been away in the last uh, three years to the school. He's on holiday now. He's on vacation. So we have Oluwa Tomisin with us. Uh, so, Oluwato Missing, we are so happy to have you around. You are welcome to the program tonight. Good evening, listener. Thank you very much. Oluwato Missing is now uh, an adult. He left when he was 17 years old. Now, Oluwato Missing is 20. Hopefully, in the next few episodes, we'll be looking at a special program, especially to address the challenges being faced by teenagers, the young adults, and by then, we'll have to Missing fully uh, participating. But tonight, you will be supporting on one side. Tommy said, thank you very much uh, for being with us once again. You're welcome, Pastor. Thank you very much. With me as well is Sister Onyida Mola. Onyida Mola, you are welcome to the program tonight. Good evening, listener. Thank you very much, Onyida Mola. I really appreciate that. Anyway, because you've not been adding good evening, fellow children, let me just say it for you. Dear children, now they are pleased want to draw your attention, parents, draw the attention of the fellow children. So this program, Onyida Mola is now uh, a teenager, so I think that's why he's just a oh, good evening listener. Thank you very much, Onyida Mola, for being with us on this program. You're welcome, Pastor. Thank you very much. Uh, with me as well is Sister Lua Fumilayo. You are welcome to the program tonight. 
Good evening, listener. Thank you very much, my dear listener. Yeah, you know one thing we always say on this program: Christianity is not just a religion; it's a way of life. When you apply all these teachings, all these things you are hearing on the program, when you apply it in your day-to-day life, in what you do, we are told in the scripture: when you meditate on this word, you apply them, you make use of them in what you do, you will have good success in whatever you are doing. And as you are being blessed here on earth. Eternity will be sure for you. So, my dear listener out there, I want to plead with you. As you listen to this program, itemize it in your mind. If you have a note, if you are jotting somewhere, or you are just listening while you are on the road or you are moving, allow this thing to sink and be asking yourself, which of these am I going to start applying now, this week? And there are action items, things you need to do, go ahead and do. And as you do so, you know what? You'll be calling us to share testimonies of the goodness of the Lord in your life. So in the previous episode, we are looking at series of messages on God's love to us, His children, as demonstrated uh, by our Lord Jesus Christ in one of the teachings. Now, as we continue that episode, we are looking at understanding the love of God as taught by Christ. Understanding the love of God as taught by our Lord Jesus Christ. Because while our Lord Jesus Christ was... Uh, narrating the story to the people, telling them what happened out there about the story which is commonly referred to as the prodigal son. A lot of people were looking at it as just a story that is being narrated because of something that happened out there in the land of Israel without looking at the connection to you and I in what we do, to you and I in what he is expecting from us, as in the love he has for us. And that story is found in the book of Luke chapter 15, which is commonly referred to as the story of the prodigal son. Where the father wholeheartedly sought the prodigal son, he went out to seek for him, he forgave him, celebrated him after restoring the child. Vis-a-vis the elder brother who was angry at what the father did to his younger brother. And you know one thing that is so obvious here, the elder brother was indifferent to the plight of his brother. And uh, whether he failed to show back, to come back home or to show up, he didn't give a damn. He was indifferent to the fate of his brother. And that is what the word love means in the scripture. You know, a lot of people will be wondering, what does it mean when they say love is the fulfillment of the law? Uh, love your neighbor as yourself. The word love is under the kind of understatement in the way English translated it. What it means in the original language is do not be indifferent to the plight of your neighbor, of the other fellow. Do not show apathy towards the other person. Be concerned about what happens to the person, where the person goes, what he or she does, and every action you take, you are so conscious of, I don't want to be indifferent to the plight of this person. So as people cross our path on daily basis, wherever we are, the consciousness of not being indifferent to their path is what the scripture refers to as love your neighbor as yourself. But that's not the message we are looking at tonight. We are looking at the response of the elder brother to what the father did. And how you and I need to understand the love of God as taught by Lord Jesus Christ. And if time permits tonight, we are also going to look at a series of questions people ask after listening to the previous episode. Let's look at this together in the book of Luke, chapter 15, from verse 25. We have Luato missing to read the first three verses. And only that Mala will read uh, the next few verses. Uh, you can go ahead, please. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. 
And he said to him, Your brother has come, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. Verse 28. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. Thank you. Please retrace that verse 28 again, the first part of verse 28. But he was angry and would not go in. Thank you. You see, this explains most of the time the reaction of you and I in instances. Maybe somebody does something that is wrong, or we feel the person has offended God. Most of the time, people wait to see how God will turn around, punish the person, and we say, serves him right, serves the person right. God, don't catch him, as they say in Pidgin English, or Yoruba with your long timu. You understand what I'm saying? This probably was what the senior brother, the elder brother, was waiting for. To say, yes, I will expect what will happen. But contrary to his expectation, the father received the younger brother joyfully. He celebrated him. And we explained in one of the episodes how the father put a ring in his hand, gave him special sandal, gave him a special dress, the special dress that is used for somebody that has been restored back in terms of relationship and started celebrating him. And this pointing to you and I. There's nowhere you have anything as God. Don't catch him. Yes, serves the person right. It is not in the Bible as in Christ's teaching. It is human imagination of there should be vengeance. God should do this. God said, leave vengeance for me. And even if anything negative happens to the person, we are not expected to be the one to go out and be celebrating. There are so many places in the scripture, but we are not touching on that tonight. We are just looking at understanding the love of God as taught by Lord Jesus Christ. And this is where the God factor comes in. Because we are not living for ourselves. We are living for Christ. We are following his footsteps. The senior brothers were told was angry and he was mad at his father for what he had done. And the father came to respond to him. I said, let's look at what the father says from verse 31. Onyida Mala, read for us, please. His father said to him, Look, dear son, you have always stayed by me and everything I have is yours. Verse 32. We have to celebrate this happy day for your brother was dead and has come back to life. Thank you. The father's response is a confirmation of the way Christ found you and I. He is still celebrating us. He is still celebrating you. He is still celebrating me. But do you understand this? Is it everyone that is able to connect to this? Do we realize the love our Heavenly Father has for us? There are questions a lot of people ask, which is a reflection of a lack of understanding, in depth of what the Lord has been doing for us and the provision he has made for you and I. Some of the listeners ask, and the first few uh, one we had were phone calls from people, and the remaining ones were based on email, and some even did text messages. Now, one of the responses uh, goes like this, Pastor, thank you for the message you shared with us on forgiveness. But ah, it will be difficult to, that was the response, that's the way the person said, it's going to be very tough for me to forgive a uh, social person. Some of them refer to as in, for me to forgive my husband as a result of what he did to me. But I explained to that individual that, you know what, Christ has provided answer to the questions you are asking. Whether it's possible for you to go ahead and forgive that individual. And the person now went further to say, look, I'm sorry, it's going to be very tough. Let's look at the book of Luke chapter 17. There you will see where our Lord Jesus Christ responded to the issue raised by the disciple. As in Luke, you think it's going to be possible for me? Christ is saying, it's not about you. It's about my teaching. And as you go ahead and I follow this, as you go ahead and apply this, 
you will be receiving greater blessings from above. You'll be blessed here on earth, as we always say on this program. So, my dear listener out there, it's not about you. It's about God. It's about Christ and what He's asking you and I to do. Let's look at this together in the book of Luke chapter 17. We read verse 1, we read verse 3 and 4, and then we'll go ahead and read verse 5. You can go ahead, please. Then He said to the disciples, That's our Lord Jesus Christ talking to the disciples. It is impossible that no offenses should come, but what on Him, through Him, they do come. Okay, it's not telling Luke. Lo and behold, people will offend you. It is impossible that you won't have offenses. But look, it's not expected that it should be coming from you. Even when people offend you, it's natural for offense to come. But do not be the one to be offended because you need to reflect my nature. Continue reading from verse 3. Take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. Thank you. When somebody does something wrong to you, do not hold back. Rebuke the person, mention it, say to the person. Continue reading, please. And if you repent, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you, saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. Now, this is where he's not giving the typical illustration of what is believed in the land of Israel and which is still practiced today and what he's telling you and I. That there's this phrase they use. How many times should somebody offend me before I take it up and get angry? And Christ said, unlimited time, limitless. And they describe the unlimited time with the word 70 times 7, 490 times. That means from morning till evening, before 6 p.m., you should have written up the offenses. So you can't count from 1 to 490 within a day. So in the land of Israel, they refer to it as in just unending time. And they describe that one with that figure of 490 times. It's not as if you have to count 1, 2, 3, 4. But just telling them that, look, limitless, no limit. Keep forgiving and keep forgiving. Now, verse 5, please. And the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed. Thank you. This is where the phrase increase our faith comes in. You see, a lot of people use it when it is time for you to receive faith. I want to bless. I want to cast out demo. I want to receive something from God. Wonderful. We need our faith. We need faith. I need to have faith for you to get that. But this is where the word increase our faith comes in. After they heard what our Lord Jesus Christ is saying and what the Lord is telling you and I tonight to go back and follow his footstep in the area of forgiveness, in the area of restoration and celebrating that hairy fellow, the person that offends you. He says, go and do likewise. So, disciples said, wow, increase our faith. And Christ said, look, it's not about the magnitude, the size of faith. Look at what the grain of mustard is. It's just like saying, you know, this fine Gary, very fine one. Pick a single grain out of it. That's like the grain of mustard. And once it lands anywhere, it starts growing, blossoming, and giving birth to greater fruit, yielding greater fruit that you will now use Multiply in millions. He's saying you don't need the magnitude of faith that is so big. Look at how tiny the mustard seed is. That is all you need. And with that one, you'll be able to do greater things, move mountains, do a lot of things. How much more just going from within you, forgiving someone. Writing up a debt as in somebody owing you because of the offense the person committed and restoring and celebrating the person. Continue reading, please. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be put up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Thank you. 
So after explaining to them, he reminded them again. And that's what we are going to look at. Because a lot of times, when we even say we forgive someone, we always refer to it. <laughs> if it's just because of God, though, I wouldn't have even done this one. And God said, uh, uh, relax. And I mean, probably you have heard this on several occasions before, but you need to get what the Lord is referring to you and I and telling you and I to go ahead and do. We are going to look at this in the next few verses up to verse 10. And there you'll be able to connect to it. Have I found myself in that situation before? Have I done something similar to someone else and I keep on feeling cool, feeling good about it? I've done something that is so great. He narrated and said from verse 7, he gave the example of how many of you, you have a servant. Let's read together from verse 7 up to verse 10. There you'll be able to connect what God expects from you and I. In the area of demonstrating the love he has taught us in that story of the prodigal son. Continue reading, please. And which of you, having a servant plowing or tending sheep, will say to him, when he has come in from the field, come at once and sit down to eat? But will he not rather say to him, prepare something for my supper, and guard yourself and serve me till I have eaten and drunk, and afterward you will eat and drink. Verse 9. Does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I think not. So likewise you, when you have done all those things which you are commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what was our duty to do. Thank you. And Lord Jesus Christ is saying, because he knew quite all right the way human beings would react. He knew what the disciples would say. After telling them that, look, they asked him how many times if somebody offends us, should we forgive? And the reason why they were asking was based on the teachings of the teachers of old. The way the Pharisees describe and the way they always narrate to them is three times. First time, second time, third time. You know, traditionally people will say, as in Yoruba one. For those who try to understand the village setting, as in first time, second time, third time, the last one, yeah, I can do whatever I like. So they didn't want to follow that traditional setting. And they went extra mile to say, okay, can we make it seven times? And Christ said, no, 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 no. Seven times is not it. It is four and ninety times, as in limitless, unlimited time. Keep forgiving. And then I said, ah, uh, ah, uh, if this is it, please, you need to increase our faith. And he said, it's not about increasing your faith. My dear listener out there, the Lord is telling you and I, it is the level to which you understand the love of God, that you and I will go ahead, you will go ahead and apply the same thing to others. If ten families tonight, we'll be looking at understanding the love he has for us. And to answer the question, a lot of people ask about, uh, somebody was asking the question, um, is there anything like, once saved, you are forever saved. And eternity, I mean, kind of eternal security once you are saved. Now, these are questions we are going to touch in a subsequent episode. If you are not able to touch it tonight. And this has to do with understanding the love of God as taught by Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let's look at that verse 10 again. Where our Lord Jesus Christ told the disciples, having done all this, don't feel so cool as in, yes, I've achieved so much. After all, I've forgiven this person. He said, look, how many of you will have a domestic staff? Let me be your house or your housemate, or somebody working for you. And you tell the person, go ahead and do this. That's the place that Sister Lua from Layo read from verse 7 to verse 10. And he tell the person, go ahead, do this for me. Let me get water, get this from the kitchen. And by the time the person now comes back, you will say, you have done a good 
good job. Or you come and take over my chair. Go and take over my bed and relax. No. By the time the person finishes doing that one for you, probably remember, oh, thank you, please. There's still something we need to do in the car. That's what a master does to the servant, helping him or her. Either for monetary gain or something, at least he's the boss out there. He said that's the way we should see ourselves. That when God asks us to do something, we shouldn't come back and feel like we have achieved so much and we feel cool about it. He said, No, you are just doing what is expected of you. And verse 10, I want to Lord Thomas to read again. So that you'll be able to get the phrase what our Lord Jesus Christ was telling us or what is he telling us tonight. So likewise you, when you have done all these things which you are commanded, say we are unprofitable servants. We have done what our duty to do. Thank you. He said, having done all this one, when you have done this, you shouldn't see yourself as if you have done something extraordinary. You should say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what was our duty to do. My dear listener, imagine you and I having this mind. You know what's going to happen? You will continue to prosper in earth. You'll be in greater health and be enjoying more of the blessings that the Lord has promised us in terms of good health. You know, I was telling someone recently that when you choose to hold grudge, it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. When you drink poison, it's not the other person that will be affected, it's you. That exactly is what unforgiveness and bitterness does. It's a terrible, toxic drink. Physically, emotionally, and spiritually, when people take it in and you choose not to yield. You know that verse 10 we are told, self, having done all this, we should see ourselves as unprofitable servants, doing what we are expected to do. What unforgiveness does is this. According to the science world, it has been proven medically that it increases blood pressure, it affects the cholesterol level, it increases the LDL, which is called the bad cholesterol, and decreases the good cholesterol level, HDL. It increases the blood flow through the coronary artery that supplies the heart itself. And holding on to bitterness and forgiveness has been associated with immune problems, chronic pains, and even cancer. So this is what science has proven, has confirmed. So if you and I now choose to say, God expects me to do this. Just like what he has demonstrated in that story, the father forgiving the child, celebrating, restoring the child, then I will be doing more to my own health, to my own well-being, than what I thought I was doing as pleasing God. The choice is yours. It can be tough, but it is achievable. Let everything that I tend to push you towards, revenge. What are the recommendations? Like what we are told within the references we looked at, Consider confronting the person to address the issue. That's what the book of James chapter 5 from verse 15 up to verse 20 says about you confessing your sins one to another. Open up, discuss issue, and by so doing, a lot of ailments, sicknesses that have defined all form of medication will easily go. That's what the scripture says. And it says, realize you are only arming yourself when you hold grudges on forgiveness against somebody else. My dear listener out there, we won't be able to touch the other aspect tonight, but God is expecting you and I to do something. Action item. What do I need to do in demonstrating this love of God to me? I need to go ahead and do what he asks us to do. It may be tough. The disciple came to meet him, increased our faith, and he said, you have it. All you need to do, obey me. And after doing this one, don't feel so great that you have done something extraordinary. And as you keep on applying the word of God, as well, you keep on following his teaching, you know what will be happening to you? The Lord will be doing beyond your expectation. Health, perfect condition, well-being, wellness, they are yours in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Whatever area you have suffered loss in the past because of what the person had done to you, 
tonight the Lord is restoring back as you are making up your mind to obey Him. The Lord will restore to you in hundredfold in Jesus' name. Amen. And as you are being blessed here from this moment, sorrow will not be yours in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I know God loves you, cares for you. Go ahead and reciprocate this love of God to other people. For more information, you can link us on our email address kingdomlifefamily at yahoo.com or through our producer Taiwo Omoshule Eko 89.7 FM Latif Jakondewe Agidingbi Ikeja A sound engineer on this program has been Sonayo Joseph. Remain blessed. Thank you very much my dear listener out there as we always say on this